Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Bento Box Gaming Podcast, Episode 3. Uh, I'm your host, Nick Takanakis, and as always, with me by my side, I have Jordan. Howdy. Jordan, how you doing, friend? Um, I'm doing good. Um, I'm living, uh, I'm having a very good week right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm spending this week uh, in North Carolina, but socially distant, and I'm also not in any of the major cities. Uh, the county that I'm in has a ve- has far less cases than Camden, New Jersey. So, oh, yeah. No, we're, we just got picked up as a hotspot. Yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I'm actually feeling a lot better than, you know, than I would have normally. I was super anxious leading up to this whole week, but now, like, I'm mm-hmm. here. Like, I'm, like, there's only, like, 20 people in, like, the whole town, it feels like. So it feels nice. That's good. That's good. Um, but have you been I've there? mainly... I've been good. Um, this past week, I've kind of just been uh, staying inside. Um, had to help out around the house because uh, one of my family's members just had a surgery recently done, and I was uh, helping assist with them because their whole right arm is down. Oh. So I needed the help with uh, you know moving stuff around the house and whatnot. Um, but other than that, uh, just pretty normal week. Uh, spent the week streaming Apex mostly, as as one does. Uh, and working, trying to, uh, you know, just just keep chugging along. And that's all we can um, do. But yeah, no, I'm glad you brought up uh, the fact that you are social distancing and, and taking extra precautions. Because that's actually a really good segue into what we are talking about today. Let's do it. Um, yeah, let's do it. So, if you didn't know this by now... I feel like you should because it's affecting you probably directly. We're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> it's, not, it's not over. Um, even though, contrary to popular belief in some places, uh, it, it, it is. Um, but the reason I say this is because um, you know this from, from the sports, the regular sports world, Jordan. Yes. Um, but we're also seeing this affecting the, the esports world. And I mean, I can talk about this firsthanded. Um, because, you know, Bento Box, we were running Smash tournaments bi-weekly at Double Nickel Brewery. We were running Smash tournaments monthly over at Tap Esports in Philadelphia. And obviously all of that came grinding to a halt with uh, with the pandemic and all the social distancing guidelines and whatnot. Um, so, you know, just kind of doing our due diligence to make sure that we keep down the spread of a, what is a very serious issue. Um, but not everybody seems to be on the same page. Yeah. Um, recently, I, f- I follow um, what's his name? His name is uh, Slasher at Slasher on Twitter. Um, and he recently retweeted a amateur Call of Duty tournament that was organized. Uh, I'm not sure where it was. Um, let me see if he mentioned because I, I saw. Oh, I saw. You I see it. So Adam Sessler actually asked Slasher where it was, and apparently it was in Indianapolis. All right. So Indiana. Um, so I don't know how bad Indiana is right now. Indianapolis is right now. I'm gonna, um, ch- I'm gonna check the the New York Times uh, reporting on it. Yeah. Um. But there there's a, a a short video here. It's about 44 seconds long, and it's just showing people you know playing games, not distancing, not wearing masks, and just kind of carrying on like like everything is normal. Um. And I, I don't really have to explain why that's not okay. Um, but in case... Oh, oh, this one guy is wearing a mask, but it's, it's down. Um, <laughs> but in case I, I have to explain why that's not okay. Um, 
we're in the midst of a pandemic, like I like I like I started by saying. Um, and I understand people want some semblance of normalcy, right? Like this has impacted people negatively, largely. Um, more so uh, negatively impacted those people who have died. Um, yeah. So like the fact that you would willingly not only um, put on a tournament right now, um, but attend a tournament right now as well, not making sure that all proper, you know, guidelines and whatnot are being followed is just kind of, I don't, it's, it's selfish to me. I mean, what, what do you make of it? Cause I, like I said, I know you're, you're seeing this a lot in the sporting world, you know, with MLB and NBA and all that like stuff. Like what, what do you think about it? Selfish is the perfect word really for it, because at the end of the day, it's, it's truly just like a lack of thought for other people because mm-hmm. at these tournaments, you're even those that are going out, they are being selfish towards those like around them because mm-hmm. like like they have family at home. They have people that might be at risk if they have grandparents, if they have people that might even just be like 60 and like a little overweight, like those people are still like at real a, a real risk. Yeah. And um, it's it's just selfish is the perfect way to say it because it's like if you're not being safe, like if you just wear a mask, like the masks work. And though it still is a little different when you're in like such a claustrophobic area like these tournaments are, they're always so like jam packed. Like it's it's reminiscent of just like cattle ranching to me, honestly. Yeah. So like my thing is, um, I think was it last weekend the Phillies and the Marlins played or was it the weekend before? Uh, feels like this past weekend. Like, yeah, uh, like seven or eight days now. Yeah. Yeah. So Phillies and the Marlins played. And they played in Philly, right? Citizens Bank? Yep. Um, and I think a majority of the Marlins came back testing positive for COVID. Yeah, so the story was is that three Marlins, they were down in Miami, and uh, they decided to make a trip to Atlanta to get some wings. Uh, apparently, reportedly, this is only three players that did this. But then they tested positive uh, yeah. before playing the Phillies. They, they mm-hmm. got their positive tests. And then the players had a meeting and decided the Marlins players decided they were still going to play and just not tell anyone. And that yeah. is the like that is such a huge scandal that that was OK. Like and so now uh, 20 Marlins players are sick. Uh, a few Phillies clubhouse staffers are sick. Uh, mm-hmm. It was only like two or three, but still. Like it's it's such a level of negligence that's ridiculous, and not to mention that a Phillies player who has been very cautious, Gene Segura, uh, he's the uh, shortstop. He has a, I believe, a liver disease that he is very much at risk to this kind of thing. Uh, he, yeah. he has a very weakened immune system, and it it's just reckless on so many different levels. Uh, and that's, yes. that's what happened with the Marlins. So that's my thing. So you got the Marlins, right? They came to, to Philly to play. Majority of them were sick. They got a couple of the Philly staff sick. Mind you, now the hotel where they stayed at, you're now risking all of the hotel workers who, mm-hmm. let's be real, aren't paid nearly enough to deal with all this shit. So now you're risking all the hotel workers who got to come in and clean up after you. And it's kind of just a butterfly effect from there. And again, the reason why I bring this up is because not only is it in, in Call of Duty that I, I noticed this, but there's also, you know, other games that I've been noticing this too. Like there's some local Smash tournaments, you know, a couple of states over that decide like, hey, 
we're gonna you know run torments and whatnot and i get it right like i'm trying to be sympathetic to both sides here because i get for some people like they have to keep their businesses open right yeah like if you have a business you're hurting right now if Mm -hmm. you know you know because of everything that's going on and and i get that but what at what point does the price of you know you getting money overvalue the the price of somebody's life because you're having these tournaments, right? And let's say, you know, one person comes sick and they infect a couple of people. And then maybe they don't know that they're sick. Maybe they're asymptomatic. And they go home and they might infect somebody at home who is, you know, high risk. Like right now, like I would not go to any tournaments right now for a couple of reasons. One, I don't know how coronavirus would affect me as a 26-year-old man because I've seen people younger than me dying. Yeah. Um, but I also live with my 88-year-old grandfather. I live with my, you know, my my mom who who's who's up there in age. I live with my dad who's like in his fifties. You know, these are these are the age groups that are being largely affected by this. And the fact that you're gonna go out to play a video game and say f everybody else who I deal with on a daily basis is just kind of concerning to me, if anything. Like. Yeah, you like, have a personal responsibility. Like this is this. It's so self-centered and selfish kind of mentality to want to go out and put yourself at risk and put the people you're around with at risk just so you can play, you know, video games. Yeah, I I don't under that's not something I can relate to that disconnect where it's like yeah, video video games are worth it. Like yeah, and. I'm I'm not going to try and be like that guy but like how many of these people that are at these tournaments actually like have like and this is from someone that like I have gone into tournaments I I don't think I've ever not been O2'd in any kind of tournament <laughs> um like how many of these people are not getting O2'd and actually think that they like do that they feel like confident about having like a chance to compete because I understand the the desire to grow as a player and want to to yeah. get more into that, but I think this is like a t- like a period of time where just take a take put the pause button on that. Like you can, there's still other ways to grow as a player and as a competitor. Like competitor, like mm-hmm. I I just don't think that going to tournaments is like the right way to like to farther your craft right now if you're not like a yeah. like a very legitimate competitor. Mm-hmm. Um and I I know there might be some people who listen to this episode and point out something that's very obvious and that I'm not ignoring personally. So I'll just come out and say it. I realize that Bento Box has a player who's attending these tournaments. Um I'm I don't have the power to stop them. They are a adult. They are grown. They can make their own decisions for themselves. Yeah. I'm I, I only, you know, Bento Box only sponsors them as a player. I don't I'm not I don't control them. So, you know, whatever they choose to do, that's what they choose to do. But I will say I have seen them wearing a mask and I have seen them being socially distant. Now that's just when they're on video. I don't know what else is going on. But I trust that they're they're at least smart enough to keep themselves protected. So I, I just wanted to say that real quick before like anybody was like, oh, well, you have a player who's going. Yes, I know that. But I'm also not their dad. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're older than me. <laughs> anyway. That'd be um, weird if you were their dad. I could be their dad. I don't know. It'd be kind of weird. <laughs> have my son be older than me. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Like, 
it's it's just crazy right now, man. Because there's there's just so many things that like I personally want to do too. But mm-hmm. like, I'll even from before all this started, right? Like I I've gone to a lot of conventions. I've gone to a lot of game tournaments, mm-hmm. and in a normal setting, so like during like a regular flu season where we have you know ways to treat the flu or like the cold or whatever. Like I, I'm one of those people that feel like during like the height of flu season, if you know you have the flu, maybe you should wear a mask and socially distance. Like I feel like this should have been a thing that we did from like the jump. Oh my god, yeah. Cause like, it's kind of weird that there's like like I'll leave like like Magfest for for instance. Like Con Crud is just you getting sick, like catching sickness from somebody else who had it, and they just renamed yeah. it Con Crud, and they're just like, oh well, I'm just sick from that. Like no, you're sick because somebody went knowingly sick. And didn't take the precautions to to stop the the spread of them getting sick, and that's exactly why like everything like this has to you know come down so stringently. Because I know I'm not the only person that when you think of all these things that you've been to, like have you ever gone to a convention and gotten sick right after? Have you ever gone to a tournament maybe got like sick a few days later? Like it's the same thing. Like but just imagine instead of getting sick with whatever you know sickness you got there it'd be the coronavirus like i know like cruise ships for one cruise ships you get the friggin neurovirus like it's nobody's business yeah so you know these kinds of precautions i feel like if these were things that were instilled in us to begin with and these kind of precautions were taken care of i feel like this wouldn't be such a big deal right now and the sad part is is you know everybody just kind of did what they were supposed to do we probably could have been back to normal by now oh my god since we're trying to shove so much normalcy back into something that's not done yet it's just stretching it to go longer yeah, like we're shoving a square block through a through a smaller round peg and just like, yeah. why won't coronavirus go away when there have been so many reports and studies and literal like real life examples of other countries where like wearing masks like we can be done in like three months. Like oh, South, yeah. South Korea, they're fully having like normal sports. They're having large gatherings because they're constantly wearing masks. I believe mm-hmm. Australia, after they shut down all their borders and all their travel, like they're now at zero cases and they're completely fine. Granted, Australia is an island and much smaller, but like they're they are taking necessary precautions which just like aren't happening in our country. Yeah, and I understand people might be a little frustrated that we're even talking about this on a on a gaming podcast. But it's just I just I just noticed it like spilling over into it, the gaming world. Yeah, it's affecting and I the feel gaming like world. I expect this kind of behavior from the older generation, you know. But yeah. I like young people like like you and I shouldn't be this careless because that's what it is. It's just careless. And I want to get back to having tournaments as fast as the next person. Right. Like I love putting on tournaments. I love hosting them. I love TOing them like it's it's fantastic. It's it's some of the most fun I have at a Smash tournament to begin with because <laughs> most of the time I go into. Um, but I think we just have a responsibility, a personal responsibility to make sure that we're taking all the precautions that we can that way we're keeping ourselves safe you're keeping your family safe you're keeping your friends safe Mm -hmm. because i don't know about you but i don't want to have it on my conscience that i went to a smash tournament when owen 2 got sick came home and caused a friend a family member or whatnot to maybe not die maybe you know they got sent to the icu and were intubated for you know two weeks on a um respirator or ventilator respirator you know what i mean like i don't want to have that on my conscience so like yeah it sucks that we got to stay home right now 
yeah, it's weird that like last week it felt like we were mid March and now we're the beginning of August. I get that. It sucks. But the sooner we all kind of, you know, get around each other and not really get around each other because that will spread the virus even more. (laughs) If we rally around and kind of do what we're supposed to do, we can go back to doing the things we want to do, like tournaments. And I I think a big part of it does also come down to like the TOs and the organizers. Like, yeah, it's just in society take the line from field of dreams if you build it they will come like if you hold yeah. if you hold a tournament people will come people will sign up that's just how and i think yeah. the tos need to show a little bit more compassion and responsibility for how they how they set up their tournaments and just hosting a tournament yeah. in general like the the one video of the call of duty tournament they were that that was a normal tournament there were no changes the only difference no. was like one person in the background had a mask on their neck like that that well, was yeah, the that, only difference that's that is definitely the to so like when you're a to right you're not just running you know the tournament i feel like you have a responsibility in the community and you know like you said if they if you build it they will come if i guarantee you right now if I were to be able to secure a location where I could host 20 to 25 people, right? Mm-hmm. And quote unquote, follow social distancing guidelines. I guarantee you I'd have people show up. You would. And without doubt. even if you weren't following social distancing guidelines, yeah, I, people would still show and up. And that's the thing. Um, another TO or former TO in our South Jersey region actually posed that question on Twitter. It's like, Hey, how many people would come to, a, a local if all social distancing guidelines were, were um, followed. And I responded to them saying that uh, I still wouldn't go because at the end of the day, right, like I could rent, let's say money's not an option here, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously money would have to be a factor in this because of the size and the area you'd have to rent. If I had ex- expendable income that I could rent an outside area that I could put tents up that you know, I could have all these setups going with somehow power going to all of them um, with a bunch of people playing outside. I still wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, even if the setup for space six feet apart, you're across from each other. You know, I can I can only control so much as a T.O. Right. So, like, I mm-hmm. can't just be like, oh, well, I put the setup six feet apart. I made sure everything was distant from each exactly. other because at the end of the day, like, you know, if one of your homies comes up and like does some sick ass shit in the game, you know, you might go up and try to dap him up or hug him or something. Cause I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I saw somebody win a tournament recently and all their friends came up and started hugging them. And I'm like, listen, I get that. It's hard to remember that you're not supposed to be doing that right now, but you're not supposed to be doing that right now. <laughs> and if I host a tournament and you do that, that's on me because I feel like if I had enough foresight to set the tournament up properly to begin with, then I should have also thought about everything else. Exactly, and yeah, you should. You have to think about everything, and part. Of, I think that's such a big part of the liability is that you have, like, you are responsible for the people you have, like, in attendance and how mm-hmm. they act. Like, even though you can distance yourself and, like, say, like, oh yeah, like that's not me, but like, yeah, you're still there. Like, if let's say like a crime happens, like an, like an assault or something like that happens at a tournament, the oh, TOs yeah. would be held responsible in some way. So why, like, this shouldn't be any different. Well, that's the thing. Like, when we hold our tournaments, right, you know, outside the, the dangers of a pandemic, anything that happens at our tournament that's not, like, that that's, like, with malice or whatever, 
I want to know about, you know, especially yeah. after everything came out, you know, months ago. And I, I don't want to dive into that right now because I don't want to open old wounds and whatnot. But you have a duty to make sure that the players who are coming and the people who are just coming to hang out are in a safe environment where they can feel relaxed, they can feel comfortable, yes, where sir. nothing bad is going to happen to them. That is valid for people coming in, causing a scene. That's valid for people, you know, bad mouthing and, you know, being abusive towards people. That counts for people coming in who are sick. You know, during yeah. the normal flu season, if I see somebody coming in and they're sick and they're sneezing their ass off and coughing and not doing anything about it, I'm kicking them out. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> Do not come into my tournament and make me miss work because you were sick or make somebody else miss school or something because you had to come out because you were sick. You know, you have a duty to ensure the health and safety of everybody who you are hosting. And if you as a TO don't understand that or don't want to do that, then maybe you shouldn't TO anymore because That's you have a personal responsibility. That, that it's not is... just, hey, I'm setting up games and you're playing. No, you have a personal responsibility. And and I, that that's a hundred percent like I could not like emphasize that more of what you just mm -hmm. like. That's the T, bro. Like it's they need to hold yeah. that responsibility. And I do wanna I do wanna drive this point home. I don't know if I'm sure people have the people that are in this kind of denial have seen this and just have shrugged it off, but like uh, this virus is technically at like a two point two percent like death rate, something like that among like general yeah. population. Like in this country that is three hundred and thirty million people, two percent would be what? That's like that's like six million people. More than. Let me see here. I know it's higher than the rate because I, I keep seeing the image and I know it's you said how many there's three hundred thirty million people? Yes, in, in all of America, roughly. Let's obviously. see here. So let's let's just use those rough numbers real quick and I'll plug them in my calculator. Just to kind of give you the idea, because like you say two percent, you're like, okay, well, you know, two percent, yeah, whatever. Two percent people die. So, you know? yeah. yeah. How many million so people? Three hundred thirty million times. Mm, uh, let me make sure I did that right. It's point two, right? Not point oh two. Yes. For two percent. Oh no. Point uh, two. Point oh two. Point oh two. Yes. So, okay. So that's. Let's see. Bento box six, fast maths. Yes. That's six point <laughs> six million people that is at a two percent death rate six million people dying like that uh, yeah so get over yourself like seriously yeah. <laughs> any tos that are not taking it seriously get over yourself and also people that just aren't wearing masks because they see a two percent death rate and they're like oh 98 percent chance of survival i wouldn't i would not walk out my door if i knew for a fact if someone told me there's a two percent chance if you walk through this door that you will die yeah, I, I ain't doing that. I'll stay still. So let's cut that down a little bit more. Let's <laughs> say it's, it's you and your homies, right? Let's say it's you and your 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 group of gaming friends. Say it's you and nine other people. So ten people all together. If I told you that one of you might die <laughs> because of this, like, are you gonna pick which friend dies? Because it's kind of the like survivor. It's kind of the situation you're in right now. Got to like, vote someone off the island. Yeah. So I don't know. I have nothing more else to say about this other than just please be responsible. Please do what you're supposed to do. I understand there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of arguments about what's proper and what's not proper. But I think the, 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 the thing you should kind of keep in mind the most is this is the scientific method happening in front of your face oh my day God, by yeah. day. You know, 
scientists and science doesn't just come to a conclusion and then bang, it's a fact. Science is trying something over and over and over again and recording the data and trying to figure out, you know, what works best. You know, you didn't have like medicines that worked the first shot. Oh yeah. You know, you didn't have things that just worked out the first shot. You know, it's 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 trial and error. That's why when you see see like the word like clinical trials, it's because it's the trial and error process. Mm-hmm. So, the best thing you can do is listen to the people who are educated. Listen to the people who went to school. You know, don't just say like, oh well, this doctor said that I don't need a mask. Yeah, well that doctor's a fucking optometrist. <laughs> they don't know what they're talking about. They do eyes. You know, make sure you're getting information from an epidemiologist. Holy shit. (laughs) Um, And just, you know, I understand it sucks right now. I have to wear a mask eight plus hours a day when I'm at work. And it sucks. I ain't going to lie. I hate it. I want to rip the thing off 24-7, but I don't. I realize there's personal responsibility. Oh, I'm I'm having to wear work mask at work too, and it hurts my ears. But you got to get over it. Like uh, yeah. my mom's wearing a mask twelve hours a day and a face shield for like probably probably six hours of the day. She has the face shield on. How about it's- next time you you want to think about you know I'm inconvenienced because I'm wearing a mask for twenty thirty forty minutes. Think about you wearing a mask for thirty to forty minutes and protecting yourself versus you going to the hospital where the, the nursing staff and the doctor staff who have probably been pulling 12, 13, 14, 15-hour shifts wearing a mask. Yeah, especially just those doctors, that. man. That's, yeah. Because at least nurses, that like, nurses have a union, uh, at least in Philly, I can say. Yeah. Uh, like, my mom's part of a nurse's union, so, like, she, she, like, she's protected when it comes to hours, but some doctors, like, they, like, they, they will stay as all night if they need. Like my mom's yeah. told me stories about like doctors spending nights at the hospital just because like it was too busy and they didn't feel comfortable leaving or whatever. Yeah. Also, they can't go home because of everything else going on. So, just some things to take into consideration. I understand that you know people want to do what they want to do, but let's let's try and be responsible. Let's put the the in person tournaments on hold for a while. You know, hopefully we can get back to the, these things in 2021, mm-hmm. and let's just kind of you know watch over each other a little bit here. Amen. Amen. So, but that's all I have to say about that that topic. Let's let's move on to some more. Agreed. Something a little bit cheerier. Uh, something a little bit lighter. Something a little bit more more newsworthy. Um, so today PlayStation tweeted out that there's a state of play coming. Uh, this Thursday, I believe. I think that's right. Yes, this Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, which is 4 p.m. our time, ET. And funny, funnily enough, and this actually goes hand in hand with what we talked about a little bit last week with the um, the Xbox <laughs> event and the Nintendo Direct and kind of like stifling your expectations. Um, they put out a bullet point list of what to expect at the state of play, which I think is fantastic. It's the really wording's great. a little weird, but <laughs> otherwise it's fantastic. So they say what to expect. A focus on upcoming PS4 and PSVR games. Great. That first bit tells me right there. They're not giving up on the PS4 yet, which is smart and because not whatever PS4 games VR. are coming out, you can play on PS5. Oh, that's very true, right? yeah. Yeah. It's not giving up on PS4 games. And actually, going hand-in-hand hand with that real quick, um, they also put out a list today detailing the compatible accessories with the PS5, and PSVR is one of them. That That's a, that's nice. That makes me so, happy. That makes me really happy. Yeah. 
So you'll be able to play those new PSVR titles on your PS5 as well. And I think that was just a smart move by them because that thing sold fantastic for them. I, th- um, I think I think they are just they have the like they're cruising in that lane. Like Oculus may have the lead. I, I actually I think what Sony is I, doing with <laughs> VR is exactly the same what they've been doing with consoles. Whereas Oculus is obviously the more expensive, the more and the better experience, like PC. Oh, 100 percent. But I would never, want, I would never use a PSVR, and that's just me being a VR snub. Yeah, it, and exactly. Just like you would probably never go back to a, like a normal basic ass console, because you've been converted into a PC. Uh, What's like PC master race? Well, I mean, I'm PC gamer, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I still play the P, like the the consoles for the console exclusives because my computer yeah. can't run Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you Legal, have, legally, uh... anyway, legally. <laughs> Well, if you uh, get the PlayStation Now or the PlayStation Remote Play, and there you go. True. But but anyway. uh, Yeah, they're also promising a few quick check-ins on third-party and indie games from June's PS5 showcase. From June's PS... Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So we're probably going to hear more about Bugsnacks. I was just about to say Bugsnacks. (laughs) It's Bugsnacks, baby. Bugsnacks, baby. I hope we see a trailer for... um, like from Spider-Man, um, but it is third party, so yes. Yeah, see, see it, this is immediately Already. what happens Already. where we see they they I literally lay it out bullet point, and we're still like, you know what? what yeah. Maybe you know, you never know. Um, <laughs> maybe see, they'll show off Spider-Man. Third party. Maybe we'll see God of War too. You know, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, and then the last bullet point, I just laugh at how they worded it. It says, "No big PS5 announcements" with an exclamation point. <laughs> Like they're excited to say that. Like they're like, "No, fuck you. You're not getting any PS5 news." No, that is not excitement. That is like like they're waving their hands in the air. They're like they're grabbing us by the shoulders and being like, "No major PS5 news, please. Don't expect so, GTA 6." Um in the actual blog post on the PlayStation blog, uh the episode is about 40 minutes long, a little bit maybe a little bit over. All right. Um and they're showing a bunch of new gameplay footage and other game updates uh, from stuff. Um, and just to be super clear, I'm, I'm quoting this right now. Uh, there will be no PlayStation Studios updates in Thursday's episode. There won't be any updates around hardware, business, pre-orders, or dates either. On Thursday, our focus is squarely on showcasing some of, some cool upcoming games coming to the broader PlayStation ecosystem. Should be fun. And like I said, that airs this Thursday, August 6th, 1 p.m. PT, 4 p.m. ET, 9 p.m. BST, and you can watch it on Twitch or YouTube. I don't buy so. it. Last of Us Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's fine, because I feel like they're going to have probably some time at the end of this month or beginning of next month, they're going to have another PS5-centered event. They've been on pace um, with once a once a month, really, until the the virus kind of derailed yeah. that, and now it seems like they're getting back into that uh, groove. Yeah, but at this point, they need to have another like. There's 100% going to be another solely PS5 one, right? Because they need to announce the price, the release date, everything. And yeah. we're kind of getting close to crunch time here because it's August, and we only have is August, September, October, and November. It's not coming out in December. No, I am firmly placing my flagpole on that. There's no December release it, for this. It console. has to be out before Black Friday. It just has to yeah. be. So we're probably looking October, November ish. So at that point, you know, you only have a couple of months here to really get your marketing going. I mean, obviously the PS5 
is generating a lot of buzz anyway. I think we reported last time that they're ramping up PS5 production. They are. I think um, they're expected to have 6 million uh, units at launch. Yes. So obviously we're going to be getting some news about that soon. It's just they want to make sure that people who have PS4 still don't feel left behind. And they shouldn't. They should have no reason to feel left behind. Absolutely. Um, as for that uh, list of peripherals that I mentioned earlier. Yes, yeah, so let's get into um, that. I was just about to ask if we could talk about them real quick. Did you see that list at all? I saw that the, the DualShock was on it. I did not see yeah. anything after that. So they put this blog post out today I, as well, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry, they put this out. Yeah, they did put this out today, their PlayStation blog. Um, so they said, which existing PS4 peripherals accessories will work on PS5? Uh, they point out that specialty peripherals such as officially licensed racing wheels, arcade sticks, and fight sticks will work with PS5 and supported PS4 games. So that's good. That's very good. Um, that's great for all those spe- like specialty, the racing and fighting communities, because uh, they spend so much money on their gear. Oh, yeah. Fight sticks are expensive. That would be such a slap in the face to just be like, yeah, no, not supported. And, the... and anyway, even if they didn't support him, it'd be like just a few months until some third party j- was yeah. able to Jimmy rig something. So just make it easier. Yeah, like the, the Razer uh, Pantera. Uh, or is it Panthera? Panthera? Pantera. I'm not familiar. Panthera. I keep calling the Pantera. The Panthera is $200. <laughs> and so, that... you know, if you had to buy another one of those, that would suck ass. And and that's not even like top of the line either. Like that's, 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 that's a good... Mean... Like, that's close to top of the line. Oh no, what I mean is like that's not the the and the top of the spectrum. You can spend a lot more. Oh yeah. You want to get you want to get into more shit. Uh, I think DJ has the the dragon. The Quamba <laughs> dragon's like three hundred dollars. Yeah, it's insane how much some people spend on those you know. fight sticks and and the racing wheels in particular. I I went to yeah. school with someone. He spent like a grand on like oh yeah you could easily set up. It was insane. Hmm. He, he was showing us, like, pictures. This was in, actually, like, a video game development class. He was, like, showing us pictures. He had, like, a full... He had, like, a like a roll cage, basically. Oh, wow. Like, he had, I like, love that shit. everything. And, like, you know, like, go off. Like, that's what you want. Like, go for it. Make Like, do what you got to do and make yourself happy. I, I could never play on somebody's setup like that because then I'd want to make one of that. <laughs> and then I'd be like, shit. I know. <laughs> it, it, because it's one of those things where, like, that's probably how he got looped into it. He probably played with someone that he's friends with, and then, like, they, it just, it, it's a domino effect. That's like, oh, it's so mm-hmm. nice. Now I have to have it. Um, yeah, that 100% what happened to me. <laughs> uh, and other good news, I think you have one of these headsets, uh, I- the Platinum and the Gold Wireless headsets, as well as third-party headsets that connect via USB port or audio jack will work on PS5. I actually have two of these headsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won them both in the the what was it called? The, like first to platinum, like seven yeah. years ago. Uh, so and they still work great. So if anyone's looking into the the, I have the gold, not the platinum. Uh, yeah, they're they're very good. I'm still. I've only used one of them. I haven't even t- need to needed to touch the second one yet. Mm-hmm. So they they last great. Uh, the DualShock Four. And officially licensed third-party gamepad controllers will work with supported PS4 games. So, besides the DualShock 4, you're looking at, like, uh, I know Razer has a controller. Um, and I assume that also, like, spills over into, like, the Battle Creek 
uh, custom Dual Shocks and all that other stuff too. Yeah, um, so anything with a PlayStation logo on it, it would seem. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, they said both PS Move motion controllers and the PlayStation VR aim controller work with supported PS VR games on the PS5. Um, please note, not all PlayStation officially licensed or third-party peripherals accessories may work on PS5. I recommend checking with the manufacturer to confirm a product will work on the PS5-specific titles. I think the most wild part about this list to me is how the PS Move controllers are still usable. Because that's going on two generations now. Wait, three, or three generations three, now? Yeah, because this will be the because the PS Move came out for PS3. Yeah, with uh, the only what was the launch for that? Was it the Sackboys Big Adventure or whatever? Is that what they were launched for? Because I only um, remember them for like Johann Sebastian Joust. I got it with Sports Champions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. At, that place, it, P, you making PSVR work with that was such a, a sit lifesaver. It's pretty for wild. That. Yeah, it just kind of makes me sad though too, because like, I I want PSVR to get better, and I want them to move away from the move controllers, but I we'll think see. I think they'll update them. I think like adding like a second shoulder button uh, will be like very Maybe. like it's something like that where they can still like a soft transition where you have one so like if you have two shoulder buttons you can program to only use one or like whatever mm -hmm. like they can still find ways to make that work i yeah. just don't think they're going to try and reinvent the wheel with it um oh this is actually kind of nice to hear too the playstation 4 camera will work with ps5 for playing supported vr games it's going to require a adapter but they will provide hmm. that adapter at no additional cost to psvr users Wow. That's very nice of them. Which is weird, because how does that adapter hook up to the PlayStation 4? Uh, It doesn't. It just plugs right in. Yeah, so, but what's the cable? Oh, I don't know. It's, I think it's a proprietary. Is it? It's a it's a weird shape. That's all I can say. It's like a... It reminds me of like a, SATA, a USB 3 SATA, if you know what that is. Let me see is. here. It's like a... It's a really tall... Oh. Like... It's kind of shaped like a barn. That so that is a proprietary cable. That's like almost like firewire ish. Yeah, that's weird that they would go like why go that route? Just make a mm. <laughs> why? So I so that's always been the bane of my existence with Sony yeah. is that like no matter how cool a product that they make, there will always be some proprietary bullshit. <laughs> It's the worst thing, and Nintendo was guilty of it for so long until the, they got their act together with the Switch. For sure. So, so that's good um, that you know we're we're starting to to pr proprietary cables are going extinct. That's good. Yeah. Um. So that's very nice of them. Um. Then one other piece of Sony information that came out that people are kind of mad about is uh, you know the Avengers game coming out. Yes, sir. Are you are you getting that first of all? I'm on the fence about it because I th I really think they should have just done the like body scans of Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans <laughs> because I'm sorry it doesn't make me excited seeing an Avengers game and I have like a store brand Chris Evans that's like brunette like and, and yeah or even if they could have just gotten like a different actor like it, it there's no. I, I just feel like, and this is something I have about like all video games, 
Like, I feel like the characters need to, like, look, or at least should look like they're actors, at least in some kind of way. Because obviously, like, with God of War, like, you have uh, the voice actor and uh, of Kratos and Kratos looking very different because Kratos is, like, this, he's covered in white ash. But, yeah. Um, but still, it's like there's a physical resemblance to them. Mm -hmm. Like in uh, Joel is uh, Joel's character design in The Last of Us is modeled around to look just a little bit more like Troy Baker and Ellie with Ashley Johnson. And I think that goes a long way for help selling a character. And oh, yeah. uh, Marvel's the, the Avengers characters design, they just look like such store brand like like what's this cinnamon like cinnamon bread uh cinnamon bread pop or whatever like you want to call it like the great value version yeah like i don't want a frosted marshmallow cereal i want i want lucky charms yeah for sure um so uh they announced today that spider-man is going to be at the very least an exclusive i don't know if it's going to be a timed exclusive but it's going to be an exclusive for the PlayStation version yeah, there's of Marvel's Avengers. There's no language that indicates that it would be timed. Like it just seems like it's just an ex exclusive. It probably is because Sony, like the Sony the owns ownership the of Spider-Man, is really weird between Sony and Marvel. Well, no, um, Marvel doesn't own anything actually. Uh, they've been like Sony has been collaborating with Marvel. Yeah. On like with good faith. Yeah. Which has been great. So. People are pissed about that, but I, I don't think they understand the relationship of Spider-Man to Sony. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember when they originally bought them, but like, it was, you know, they, they've owned them ago. for, yeah, they've owned Spider-Man for a good long while. I mean, All the... look at the first generation PS3 that had the fucking Spider-Man <laughs> font. Yeah, it's been since like 2006 or something, whenever that first amazing Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Uh, But no, people are mad about that. Which I get that, like, you know, especially for something that's as diverse, like it's on all three consoles. Like, I, I understand that. But I think people need to kind of look at the situation and realize that, like, Spider-Man is owned by Sony. Like, well, that and the people getting mad probably aren't going to buy the game anyway, because more than likely not going to be that good. <laughs> that's t that's honestly T. The people the people making the biggest stink about things are the people that aren't even participating anyway. Yeah, like I'm. I don't know if I'm getting the game. I love the Avengers, but I'm look. I keep looking at the game. I'm like, ugh, it's kind of eh looking. Yeah, like I, I think that's the best way to say it. it's just and looking. Yeah. I do like what they're what they're planning on doing with the adding heroes after launch, uh, with adding Hawkeye and then Spider Man. Like yeah. that's a that's a really good format for a game. I just think that it's just lacking like creativity and like originality and just like just like soul. Yeah, that's how it sure. feels to me right now. Um, so yeah, actually speaking of like really shitty character models, um, <laughs> have you, so I'm only bringing this up, um, because, uh, one of our friends, uh, Craig was recently making jokes about PlayStation all-stars mm -hmm. and just for shits and giggles, I was like, let me just fire the game up. Just remember how bad it was. The character models in that game. Terrible. Yeah, they were, that was rough. Terrible. Nathan Drake looks nothing like he doesn't even look like his character model on <laughs> PS3. He looks so bad. I, I don't know. So, so bad. Like, I didn't notice it at the time, but I, I have gone back and noticed it since. I, I don't know what I was looking at. I don't know if I had some kind of just like, if there, it was just love that was blinding it's, me. 
Oh yeah, probably because it's it's laughable. It's so laughable how how terrible it actually really looks. But uh, uh, Craig, uh Bento Box Craig is the uh, number one uh, oh, PlayStation yeah. All Stars Battle Royale player in the whole country. I mean, technically, when there's only one player, yeah, that's <laughs> so. kind of how that works. I I um, truly would give anything though for a second attempt at PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Their heart was in with the a right be- place. with a better name with a better you name. Know, their, their heart was definitely in the right place. Yeah. But what we got was just not. Mm-mm. not well, for okay. a game that was only made by like twelve people, like you know, especially at that yeah. time, because what what year did All Stars come out? Was that two thousand? Uh, probably like thirteen. Probably like eleven, twelve. I don't know. So maybe even earlier. Yeah, like you know, for fifteen people to make that game in two thousand eleven, that's like that's not awful, you know. Yeah, hundred percent. Like considering resources doesn't make the game not awful but the like you know this the performance the investment wasn't awful Mm -hmm. um so that's cool uh but for one other piece of news that i that i saw today i'm only bringing it up because actually um i let craig borrow my xbox with the master chief collection oh fun um and a surprising piece of news some point in 2020 they didn't give a date but some point in 2020 the pc version and the xbox version of the master chief collection will be crossplay. Ooh, wait, so uh, Xbox will get to play with PC, correct? Yes. That's nice. Yeah. I, I think that's very important for, especially for the Master Chief Collection, because that has not been getting, like, much That game affection. was broken since launch, and then they attempted to fix it when the Series X came out, and, like, things still don't work right. Like, hit hit scanning doesn't work right. Like, there's just a lot of, like, things that just aren't, <laughs> working correct it's a great way to go back and play the campaigns um but the multiplayer is just kind of a mess um yeah obviously but, i haven't played it but it's uh, that's, yeah it's all i've been hearing i saw that though and i was like oh, i'm actually pretty excited about that news um yeah i mean so it, that it, it, nowadays it's like the uh the miyamoto quote of like a, a bad game is like bad forever or no, a, a mm-hmm. bad a bad game is bad until it's updated, but a good game is good forever. Yeah, like, that still holds a or lot. Or delayed of truth. game, yeah. Or delayed game, yeah. Um, yeah. But it, look at No Man's Sky. Like it's been shown that like you know, like games can get their act together and then finally like put it all together and just piece thing and and just have success. It's funny because I feel like that game should have came out like now. No Man's Sky like or they, Master if, Chief. Yeah, if they had delayed it, I would have given it a chance. But now I'm like so like I don't want to give them money because <laughs> like oh my god, it's yeah. just <laughs> yeah. Like I do it, give them kudos though. Yeah, the determination and perseverance should should definitely be respected. Yeah, but I I think there's a certain point where they just kind of have to put the the pride of delaying a game behind them and just make sure that it's good yeah for sure because and i i I do say that with like a little bit of hesitation because obviously we've seen games be in development hell like crackdown 3 was no exception or uh that game was still bad yeah or the last guardian which was in development for like over 10 years like yeah well like i guess when you look at games like that i think the important thing to remember is is they weren't working on a singular game for 10 years they probably had like two or three workable games and scrapped them. Oh yeah. yeah. Um that that's definitely 
uh, true, but it's, I think it's just very, there has to be like a line of where determination and like enthusiasm, because that's, that's what, like they want to put the game out on time so that way they're meeting enthusiasm and like, I, I, I'm sure there's also a fiscal reason of like, they don't want to lose money. Because I'm sure some people, a game will get delayed and they just won't buy it. I have actually known a few people. I remember like a few instances like that. Like, I forget what it, what game it was, but it got delayed and they were like, all right, I'm just not buying it now. Like, yeah, well. Yeah. So, and there wasn't like, there wasn't like a good reason for it. It was just like, yeah, nah. Like, but that's how some people think. So I, I could understand if that's like a rationale for pushing a game out, but I I think it's more important to just like make sure it's good. Mm-hmm. I agree, hundred percent. Because at the end of oh. the day, if it's getting nines and tens, people will buy it. Oh yeah, I mean the, I know there's been a lot of times where I waited for a game to come out just to see what it was re- like, what the reception was. Maybe not necessarily like a number score, um, but just to see if it's like any good, and then I would buy it after the fact. Oh yeah, like. It, and even for games that like don't get like good reviews, because if if it appeals to you and like is especially your cup of tea, you can see what like like minded people are thinking of it. And it's like if, if you're going for an audience and you're able to appeal to it, then like just make sure you do that. You can't, yeah. Like you can't like half ass things and expect it to work out well. For sure. For sure. Um. But as far as news goes, um, I think that's a lot of the, at least the the things that caught my attention this past week or so. I do. I don't know if there is anything else you had. I did want to uh, kind of loop back around. I am very happy to see that the DualShock Four is going to work with the PS Five because I yes. really did enjoy uh, being able to use the the DualShock Four on the PS Three. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the DualShock Four is a great controller. It's Sony's best controller yet. Though the PS5 looks very, very promising, that controller. Oh, the DualSense looks nice. It it looks really nice, and it looks comfortable. That mm. like that's the bigger thing. Like, I I have grown used to the very small Sony controllers just because that's what I've been playing with. Like, I have I have like pretty big hands, and like I've been big meaty claws. <laughs> yeah, like I I have I have big meaty claws, and um I think like my my uh. Like my pinky to my thumb is like ten and a half inches, so like they're, like they're they're big hands, and I was having like I spent all of my developmental years like on the PS3, that DualShock Three that was so tiny, and like now I go back to it, and I don't like I don't know how I played on it. <laughs> like I maybe that's the reason I'll have arthritis in my knuckles and not football. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but. but. So I'm glad that the DualShock 4 is at least going to be an option. I hope it, like, works seamlessly. If it's able to work seamlessly and not have the hiccup, like... Like, on the PS3, the home button didn't work. Which was such a... Oh, yeah. That was such a weird bug. It didn't make any, like, sense to me how, like, that happened. But I just hope that there's no repetition of that. Or something like it. Oh, yeah, it's no same. But... I'm I'm very excited that that's a little a little addition to the PS5 family, I guess. The, mm-hmm. the step controller. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. Um, other than that, like, what what games have you been playing this past week? So this past week, I actually finished. I've made a little bit more progress in Luigi's Mansion. I got the last Toad, so now I only have to rescue 
uh, uh, Mario and Peach. Uh-huh. Um, and I finished out everything for the Call of Duty Battle Pass, which was very stressful because it ends tomorrow. But oh, I, yeah. ha- I had to finish it by Saturday. And there were a few oh, wow. there were a few challenges that were like especially grindy. And it was just very it was not like a pleasant gaming experience, but it was something oh that like I felt the need to do. because it was like, you know, I, I literally need one more challenge for me to have like finished it. It's like mm-hmm. it was like as if there was a timer for a platinum trophy and I did not like it. But I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that I put myself through it. <laughs> very nice. I got the flashy blue emblem. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> there you go. What about you, Nick? What have you been playing this past week? Um, I've just been chipping away, actually trying to finish the battle pass for for myself in Apex for season five. Ooh. Um, there's actually there's two weeks left of that, and something I didn't notice at first, which was kind of weird. Um, the battle pass has like a weird like jump towards the end. So like the fa- like the second to last level is level a hundred, and then the last level is a hundred and ten. So I was like, okay, that's kind of odd. Wait, I'm currently sitting at level. So like the last two unlockables for the battle pass mm-hmm. unlock at level 100 and level 110 oh that's weird previously everything else is like the next level so i think i'm currently sitting at like level seven, uh, 97 or 98 gotcha so i should have no problem wrapping that up this week while i'm streaming actually um i do stream apex was... uh tuesdays through fridays starting at 8 p.m est over on my twitch channel i was just gonna ask you to plug your streaming actually yeah so yeah no glad. every um tuesday to friday eight o'clock p.m est over on twitch.tv slash bb underscore pepperoni chan uh so i i that's i've mostly been playing a lot of that um nothing else really has been uh calling out to me to play i guess mm-hmm. i feel um that. feels like a dry just, time in terms of games well well that and like just after working all week like I don't know about you, but like I need when I sit down to play a game that's like, like story intensive, I need to have like time yeah. to really dive into it. And like my daily routine, like I get home around three ish, you know, I take a nap because I'm usually wiped out from the day. Mm-hmm. You know, wake up around five or six, eat dinner, and then like I said, if it's a night that I'm streaming, I'll hang out a little bit, get some stuff ready before I start streaming, and then stream until you know, ten thirty, eleven o'clock, go to bed. Yeah. So, like, I really, the only time I have to do that is like, on the weekends to play like story games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I can lend you uh, the Last of Last of Us Part Two whenever. Uh, I'm back. Oh, yeah. I'm back when on you get back. Sunday, so I'll I can drop that off in your mailbox. But I do oh, remember yeah. that Grace was quite unhappy when The Last of Us Two came out because, like, I was just like, like that's where I was for like several sucked, hours dude. of the day, <laughs> like. because like you know like uh, you just get into it like and especially me with these story games like i i remember playing the getting the last of us part one for christmas like so many years ago for ps3 and i played from like 3 p.m until midnight like nonstop. like i got all the way to pittsburgh and then the the car crash happened and i was like whoa i was like (laughs) this is like the perfect cliffhanger for me hilarious um so like i I really find myself getting into like the rabbit holes with uh with with video games specifically uh or story-based ones because it's like you know it's especially when they're well written yeah for sure it's like it's just a constant question of like oh what's next what's next 
Yeah, for sure. But uh, but yeah, um, that's all I want to talk about. I don't know if you have anything else that you got. We're about nah. ready to wrap up here, I think. No, nah, I'm I'm ready to wrap up too. I, you know, it's it's crab night here. Uh, oh, and might go on, on a little beach stroll or something like that. Fantastic. Um, so thank you everybody for listening to us this week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we would love any and all feedback you have for us. Obviously, you can uh, send us comments directly to us uh, at our Gmail account, which is bentobgaming at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at bentobgaming. We're on Instagram, bentoboxgaming, as well as Facebook. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify, on Anchor FM. I'm also happy. We, I announced this uh, earlier in the week. Um, we are yes. now available on Google Podcasts. So if you're listening to us on Google Podcasts right now, uh thank you and also we're going to try and work on getting this onto apple podcast as well um yes, sir as for me you can find me on twitter at the mechanic at t-h-e-m-e-c-h-a-n-i-c-k um just general shit posting <laughs> and you'll be able to see when i go live when i uh when i stream uh jordan where can the people find you at you can find me on twitter at o-t-f-j-o-r-d-o-n that's o-t-f jordan uh you can find me on instagram at jordan malik j-o-r-d-o-n-m-a-l-i-c-k and then you can also find my other uh show uh on the fence which is all about uh south or philadelphia eagles football almost said south jersey just (laughs) because south jersey bento box yeah but so yeah, all about the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Going to be an interesting three episodes this coming week. I do them every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, so that'll be an interesting week uh, nice. at the very least uh, with things that have happened over the weekend. So if you're into football, please uh, check them out and give them a listen. Cool. Well, again, thank you everybody for listening to us this week. Uh, join us next week while we uh, hire a necromancer to revive my dead Tamagotchis. <laughs> have a good one. <laughs>